If you are new to the show, I am an actor extraordinaire. 19 years of service, diploma in theater arts. That's been to the bone, ladies and gentlemen, and damn proud of it. You know, it's hot. Ah, it's hot. Ah, when you're under them lights, boy. When you be under them lights on a sunny day, boy, it gets hot. Sweating. Spitzing. You know? I've been thinking recently, you know, 2020. You know, pandemic. Civil um, discourse, discussion, racial protests, you know, societal outlooks. And in relation to that, as an actor in 2020, I'm also blessed and graced to be a black actor. There was a time as an actor um, when there was a distinguishment. You know, you had to know your place in a sense, you know. Coming up as a young actor, freshly released from theater arts when I graduated college, I read a book, The Measure of a Man. A Spiritual Biography by Sidney Poitier. Sidney Poitier, famed actor, black actor. And it was such an eye-opener because that was like 2006 when I read that book. And, you know, Sidney, a long, illustrious career, you know, um, guess who's coming to dinner? <laughs> What was it, Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy, I believe? Guess who's coming to dinner? He plays like some black doctor. <laughs> Getting in bed with, um, you know, a white couple's daughter in the height of, you know, I guess you can call it uh, civil rights movement, you know? Or, you know, in that time frame. Guess who's coming to dinner? <laughs> Um, that was a real shocker because in the book, he, you know, I read this book a while ago, so I may be wrong on this, but it feels kind of right. I feel like I remember this in my memory. He mentioned that there was a lot of racism straight up to, uh, what is it? Uh, prejudice against him from some of his co-stars like Spencer Tracy, Catherine Hepburn. Apparently, everything was all smiley, smiley and cheesy, cheesy when, you know, the Hollywood press would poke their nose into the production. But behind the scenes, his castmates, his castmates wouldn't talk to him. I don't know if it was just a time when people were just uh, learning to grapple with... Um, integration i don't know if it was the climate of the times i don't know if it was just a professional courtesy of sometimes as a performer you don't want to get so close with your um sometimes you don't want to be 
so close with your castmates. You want to keep it professional. And especially as, you know, the characters playing parents of a daughter dating a young black man, they might have wanted to keep that realism where it's like they're a little bit xenophobic. They're a little, um, you know, unaware of what it's like to be in a black presence, a black family. So maybe, you know, his castmates on that film were trying to stick to that. Who knows? But in that book, he spoke about that, the prejudices, the uh, some of the racism he felt and dealt with through his career, through his childhood. He talked about being followed home by policemen and mocked and, you know, intimidated, bullied. And it was just kind of like an everyday thing as a black person growing up back in them days, I guess, like, must have been like late 30s, 40s, 40s, I guess, 40s, 50s growing up. And, you know, throughout his career, he did some amazing films, you know, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, To Sir With Love, you know. In the heat of the night. You know, In the Heat of the Night, soundtrack done by Ray Charles, coincidentally. In the heat of the night. That fucking blind bat, you know. Ray, shout out to Jamie Foxx, amazing biopic, you know. But Ray Charles did the uh, soundtrack to that film. And uh, one classic piece of dialogue in film history, but I guess definitely in, you guess you can call it black film, black film history or just film history. Um, they call me Mr. Tibbs. Sidney Poitier's character, he plays a detective assigned to a, uh, a rape case, a rape investigation in the Deep South. And um, he's interrogating a plantation owner on his property as a black detective <laughs> in like the 1960s. So he's on this plantation and he's interrogating this plantation owner. And um, the plantation owner gets a whiff of like, how dare you be interrogating me, boy? You know who you talking to, boy? So, you know, Sidney Poitier is asking him his questions. The plantation owner walks up to Sidney, right? And he's just like, <laughs> slap Sidney Poitier. Sidney Poitier turns around and in a blink of an eye, slaps him back. They call me Mr. Tibbs. <laughs> there was a time in which I could have had you shot, boy. <laughs> you know, that's a famous line. You know, they call me Mr. Tibbs. That was actually in a different scene, I think. But still, you know, classic film in the heat of the night. And, uh, you know... With that rich history and the so many others that came before as black performers, you know, pickaninnies, <laughs> you know, I guess that's the theater term back in the day for like a young 
black child who would, you know, tap dance, jive and dance, you know, vaudeville, chitlin circuit, piccaninnies. All the performers that came before and the struggles and the triumphs that they overcame to bring us to this present day where it's such a great time as a black actor, which was once deemed such a, you know, almost like a, a stinging criticism in a sense. You're not an actor. You're a black actor, right? Well, come, come forward now to 2020 with all the generations of performers that strode them boards, you know, walked through the back entrance to the gig, you know, mocked, you know, treated with indecency, you know, cast members, fellow um, colleagues not wanting to rehearse with you or speak to you um, as soon as your scene is done. You know, come forward here, 2020. What a blessing. What a great time to be a black actor, a actor of color. And even more to that, it's like, what a time to just celebrate our culture and its effect on other cultures and its ability to be cross-racial. You know, the appreciation that we find from other communities and how, how we can work together and just make great pieces of entertainment. You know, like, for example, Denzel. <laughs> That's my dog, man. That's my man, Denzel. You know? You see this newspaper? It's 99% bullshit. But it entertains me. That's why I read it. But you won't let me read my newspaper. So you entertain me with your bullshit. You got a dick, don't you? Your dick lines up like this, right? Each side, there's pockets. Reach in them pockets. Pay the bill. <laughs> Fuck, man. I don't know if I could be a cop. I'll, I'll go back to the valley and punch parking tickets. I can't do this shit no more. I can't. I didn't know being a police officer was like that. You sound just like me when I was your age, Jake. You sound just like me when I, you, I was your age, Jake. Now you gotta understand, do you wanna be a sheep or do you wanna be a wolf? Why do you bitch made punk ass disrespectful niggas? Y'all niggas be playing basketball in Pelican Bay when I'm done with you. Jailhouse, nigga. You think you could do this to me? King Kong ain't got shit on me. Oh, you motherfucker. You shot me in the ass, Jake. You remind me of myself when I was your age, Jake. You were just like me when I was your age, Jake. You were just like me when I was your age, Jake. Oh, I love that black man. I love me, Myzel. You know, Denzel, man, Mr. Washington. Come forward, come forward to this day and age, and he's had a long, illustrious career as well, but come forward to this day and age. That's the power of the black actor. We're cross, we're cross racial. You know, that's the strength and the beauty of how far we have come. And what a better time, you know? 
all the all the heartaches that the people before have went through. Now we have this day and age where it's like Denzel Washington. Anybody, any actor, any director, black, white, Asian, you know, Hispanic, you know, whatever, any filmmaker would love to work with Denzel Washington. Case in point, I was watching The Equalizer last night. Great film. Uh, Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. You remember, you remind me of just, you were just like myself when I was your age, Jake. You were, you were just like me when I was your age, Jake. You were just like me when I was your age, Jake. <laughs> you want to be a sheep or do you want to be a wolf? Howl, nigga. Oh, let me hear you howl, dog. You got to howl, dog. Oh, damn, Jake, I didn't know you had to get wet. PCP, angel dust. You remind me of myself when I was your age, Jake. You were just like me, Jake. But like Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day, um, Equalizer. Equalizer 2. I was watching the Equalizer 2 last night. And that's the strength of the black actor, the black filmmaker in this day and age. We're cross-racial and we're in a time where it's like it's a blessing to tell our stories and have our strength and work with others to make great stories. The Equalizer 2. There was a character, there was a scene in there in, in which Denzel Washington, um, he confronts a young businessman uh, and they have a skirmish, a fight. And it's a great scene. And the young actor, uh, his name is Rory Benjamin Smith. Rory Benjamin Smith. Cute kid, clean cut, you know, Rory Benjamin Smith. This young white kid, clean cut, you know, cute kid, clean cut, you know, and you could tell, you could tell, like, he really rocked the scene, like, Rory, he really stepped up and, you know, he, he held his own with Denzel, and it was a great scene, and I was, like, watching him, I'm like, wow, you could tell in his performance how, how, how prepared he was for it, how he served the production, and I could tell by watching him, like, yeah. Like, how exciting would it be to be like, holy shit, I'm in a scene with Denzel Washington, directed by Antoine Fuqua? You could totally tell, because, you know, he nailed his scene, and he added to the film, and that's the strength of, you know, that's the strength, and that's how far we've come as black actors, where it's like, we're sought after. And we can work with others and there's, there's, the sky's the limit, you know? And we have our place and we work with others and it's just about making great work. And like, I started thinking about all the people that have inspired me, you know, the Sidney Poitiers, the Denzel Washingtons, and it's like, the list goes on and on. Will Smith. Don Cheadle, Ving Rhames, um, Samuel L. Jackson. Mmm, <laughs> that is a tasty burger. Why in no country I ever heard of? You speak English and what? English, motherfucker, do you speak it? Describe what Marsalis Wallace looks like. Does he look like a bitch? <laughs> Does he look like a bitch? I don't sound as black as I used to. <laughs> 
See how far I've come? <laughs> I do Shakespeare now. <laughs> I won't be relegated to your hip-hop buffoonery. I do Shakespeare in the park. I'm a black thespian. <laughs> I, I take suffrage to the notion that I'm a black actor. I am a black thespian. <laughs> you know? Samuel L. Jackson. You know? Um, the list goes on and on. Terrence Howard. Um, Jeffrey Wright. Uh, and then the directors. Clement Virgo. Canada. Clement Virgo. You know? Um, the Book of Negroes. You know? Director. Clement Virgo. Uh, Tyler Perry, <laughs> Big Mama's House, or uh, Medea. <laughs> uh, Tyler Perry, uh, Steve McQueen, Kenya Barris, Spike Lee. Come on. I gotta watch his new film, The Five Bloods. The Five Bloods. I'm gonna watch that tonight on Netflix. Spike Lee, F. Gary Gray, Ryan Coogler. Um, the list goes on and on. And then the women, you know? Holla at a queen, you know? Taraji P. Henson. Whoopi Goldberg. I remember listening to a Whoopi Goldberg album. She started as like a comic. I remember listening to a Whoopi Goldberg character, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, uh, album back in like, in college. She's doing like a one-woman play and she's switching between all these characters and the command in her voice. You know, it's like we sleep on some of these people sometimes, you know, but Whoopi Goldberg, Academy Award winner, comedian, talk show presenter, you know, like player in the industry. Whoopi Goldberg, um, Halle Berry, Halle Berry, hallelujah, holla back, I'll be friends with you. Halle Berry, uh, Kerry Washington, Regina King, Alan, Angela Bassett, Vivica A. Fox. You know, Octavia Spencer. Did you see her? Oh my god. Her. She plays like a disgruntled ex picked on weirdo middle-aged woman who like, you know, gets into some mischief with some teenagers. Her. I think that's on Netflix. You know, Octavia Spencer. Brilliant. Um, the Help. She was in The Help. Viola Davis as well, you know? You know? And of course, you know, Halle Berry, she, she amongst others, many others, uh, was, you know, as, as time progressed, was kind of like a spearhead. You know, all of a sudden, here's Halle Berry, Academy Award-winning actress. I believe she was the first one, right? Um, best Actress. Academy Award winner, Halle Berry. So it's like we have this legacy of, of amazing performers and cars horns blowing and amazing performers. And it's like, you know, what a better time to be a black actor. And, you know, as a black actor, thespian such as myself, we've come so far where now we're just working with people and we're just doing great work. And it's about connectivity, and it's about the work. Hallelujah. So there you have it, folks. Janet Ramcharan, actor extraordinaire.